Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You're listening to The Roy Green Show, all along the Chorus Radio Network. You can follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. The Roy Green Show. Mubin Sheikh, when he was a young man, he had sympathies for the jihadi philosophy and uh, subsequently decided that that was not the route that he was going to follow after going to uh, Syria and studying Islam in detail. Uh, and now he has worked, as you know, he's been on the show many times, talked uh, about his undercover work with CSIS and the RCMP. He's a Ph.D. candidate in psychology and an international security expert, the co-author of Undercover Jihadi, just back from the U.K. Mubin, thank you for taking the time. I was on your Twitter account this morning, and, and, and you tweeted what took place in Paris has always been the agenda of ISIS. Talk, to the, talk about that, please. That's right. I mean, um, one of the things is with these groups, you need to take them at their word. So, for example, they released a video some time ago called Flames of War, in which they said, uh, even if you leave Iraq, specifically referring to Iraq, even if you leave, we will come from the ends of the earth to attack you. So the strategy is uh, well um, elucidated. They've mentioned it multiple times. When they stand on the shores of Libya and say, Rome, we're coming for you next, you should probably pay attention. What's the end game? I asked a couple of people this question yesterday. And I got some different answers. A couple of people were not terribly comfortable with the question. What's the end game ISIS has in mind? Very simply, world domination. Do they have any concern, any real concern now about militarily? Uh, you know, you have the United States coming into play, potentially. Russia. Um, France starts to call on, uh, on its NATO allies to help. Maybe, uh, as we've heard, invoking Article 5 of the NATO Charter, which uh, requires other members to help a member that, that asks for assistance. Do they not have concern about facing that kind of military power, or, or do they have other other ways of dealing with them? I mean, what, what's their thinking? Well, they're, they're a death cult. Um, they uh, claim to willingly um, welcome death, and uh, I think it's time for us to oblige them. So they don't, they, don't, they, they don't think in conventional terms. The worst thing we can do is think in conventional terms if we're, if we're thinking about how to deal with them. Absolutely. This is a, a fallacy, and an analytical fallacy called mirror imaging, where we assume that the adversary thinks as we do, using rational calculations as we do, but they don't. You need to understand their ideology. It's a deviant ideology that you know, declares Muslims as apostates, declares non-Muslims as legitimate targets just the same. So when they believe like that, they're going to act like that. They're going to shoot people, whether they're in a military facility, whether it's a police facility, or whether it's a restaurant or a theater. When you say uh, they're a death cult, let's accommodate them, to what level would you say they should they, they, they have to be attacked? Well, you know, there's a saying, um, you know, uh, we leave judgment to God alone, but our job is to arrange the meeting. So, uh, you know, hard approaches is definitely going to be, as we will see in the coming weeks, uh, one of the options, a, a strong option uh, that we will need to uh, employ in this regard. 
I was reading in the Daily Mirror in the UK earlier this morning that uh, the Brits have thousands, literally thousands, of currently active special forces um, operators like the SAS, Special Air Services, former SAS Special Forces um, operators, soldiers. They have undercover police. They have all sorts of experts uh, out uh, undercover in the streets, on the streets of Britain. They're, they're employing dogs that can smell gun oil from 20 feet away. They have people who are looking at tires of vans moving to see what kind of inflation they have, because depending on the inflation rate, these people can recognize it. It'll tell them whether or not it's likely to be packed with, uh, with heavy explosives. How they do this stuff, I don't know. But that is what's going on in the U.K., we're told. Um, what does that suggest to you? That, this, this is, I'm thinking about this, and I'm wondering if the Brits are, the, are at the end of their intelligence chain. Well, the Brits have faced this already with the IRA. This was a, a similar in the sense of, for example, identifying vehicles due to their, their weight. Um, many a car bomb has been diffused, identified and diffused because of those um, uh, you know, um, uh, identifying traits. But what you're dealing with right now is, look, uh, you can have all the people in the street. All it takes is one guy to get to get by. And in fact, this is exactly what the IRA said: is that you need to be, you, the security services, need to to be, uh, you know, to be successful every single time. We just need to be successful once. And what the uh, you know mass deployment of these uh, resources will do is, in the event of an attack, and if there is an attack, and look, the reality is it's really just a matter of time, uh, at least it will be uh, responded to in a way in which uh, we can minimize casualties as much as possible and hopefully arrange that meeting uh, for, for the uh, attackers. What do you expect in the short term? Well, I do expect that uh, a number of things will happen. Of course, the security services will, will default to what they do best. Uh, Soft approaches, you will see, will be thrown to the wayside. So all these discussions that we've had about returning foreign fighters and, you know, some of those who have recanted and, you know, we need to bring them back, you will see those, uh, those plans revisited and largely um, dismissed. Uh, the refugee issue is, of course, front and center. Uh, what we're learning is that the one Syrian passport that was found was a fake passport. And my theory is that ISIS planted that there in order for people to then start, you know, um, uh, exploiting and exacerbating the anti-refugee sentiment. Uh, there were seven attackers, as we know, and only one carried the passport. I mean, that passport was left there to falsely identify uh, the attacker. So the refugee issue is the second one. Uh, and diplomatically, you're going to see across the board, uh, there's going to be a real willingness to, to cooperate. Already we're seeing Belgian and French um, investigative teams working hand-in-hand to identify further leads. And this kind of larger intelligence coalition you will see uh, materializing. It's already happening. So, What's your sense of what uh, our new prime minister should do? Should he move ahead, as it appears he's going to, with the objective of bringing 25,000 refugees into the country before the end of the year and to pull the CF-18s out of the uh, coalition bombing ISIS? What would you, what's your advice to him? Well, the, the easy one here is uh, the planes. I mean, we have only a handful of planes, and I can assure you that those planes will not be missed. Um, there are many other nations with many more planes um, doing the work, and we should let them do the work. Uh, what Canadians will continue to do, and this is, of course, the Prime Minister's policy, as well as to train advisors on the ground. 
uh, we know that the airstrikes are not doing anything. I mean, they're not as effective as we think they are. ISIS continues to grow, and uh, the, any change will, will, will occur on the ground. And on the ground, we don't need our troops in, in terms of uh, a proper deployment, per se. We have advisors, and, and we're taking care of that. But local armies in the region will need to, will need to do that, will need to do the on-the-ground fighting. With respect to the refugee issue, we need to trust the security and vetting procedures of, uh, of the refugees. If we don't have any faith in the authorities to do that vetting of the refugees, well, then how can we have um, faith in them to do the other security analysis and uh, assessments that they do on a regular basis anyway? Right. So in that sense, you know, the Canadians are um, much safer uh, than Europe. Thank you, as always, Mubin, for joining us. I'll call on you again for sure. Thanks. Thank you very much. Mubin Sheikh, Undercover Jihadi, is the book he co-authored. When we come back, we'll go to Paris, and we'll speak with Louise Holloway. She's the sister of Q107 uh, Chorus Radio in Toronto, host Maureen Holloway, and Louise Holloway lives in Paris. So talk to us about the last three days in that city and what it's like there today. Stay with us.